welcome to the Not All Better Show, available on radio and podcast everywhere you can find your favorite podcast. Today's show is brought to you by AARP. Our guest today, Claire Bidwell-Smith, is a therapist and author who specializes in grief. And her latest book is called Anxiety, The Missing Stage of Grief. And Claire Bidwell-Smith is the host of the newly created podcast from Lemonada Media about living a better, happier life called New Day. Hosted by author, therapist, and grief expert Claire Bidwell-Smith, New Day helps listeners find energy, redefine balance, and make time for hobbies again. Claire and her guests don't shy away from helping to answer the big question, how can I get through today and look forward to tomorrow? Led by her own experiences with grief and fueled by her work in hospice and private practice, Claire Bidwell-Smith strives to provide support for all kinds of people experiencing all kinds of grief. Let's listen to the trailer from New Day by Claire Bidwell-Smith. These days, how are you doing? How are you actually doing? I'm actually doing, I would say like six out of ten. Honestly, it was a show in the beginning for me. Well, I'm in rare form today, honey. Well, this past year has been, I would say, the second hardest in my life. Everyone is struggling with something. All of us. Even if it doesn't look like it from the outside. We walk around looking like we're okay, but inside we're quietly crying on the yoga mat. Lately, it seems like a lot of us are waking up in a panic and going to bed feeling dread. We are coping with the stress of the world today and everything we carry on from our past. There's a lot of generational trauma, and generational trauma is a cycle, and it's hard to get out of that cycle. It's like a hamster wheel. But it doesn't have to be like this. Hi, I'm Claire Bidwell-Smith, and this is New Day, a podcast from Lemonada Media. I'm a therapist specializing in grief and loss. But this show isn't about death. It's about life and how we can make the most of it. How to say no, how to take care of myself. Let's look at my values, big picture. Let's look at who I think I am in the world. Let's look at what my body needs at this moment. Like, what must I do? For me, it's, it's eating chocolate. It's sitting in bed. It's watching really bad reality TV. Shout out to Jersey Shore. It got me through a lot of my grief. New Day is a podcast with a simple goal, helping you get through today and actually look forward to tomorrow, wherever you get your podcasts. Claire Bidwell-Smith's message to us today is that these shows aren't cure-all fixes. As a matter of fact, she has found that small, consistent actions that add up to real change, and we will talk about how to process emotions and how anger and pain can come from the most unlikely places. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better radio shows and podcasts, Claire Bidwell-Smith. Claire Bidwell-Smith, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks very much for joining us today. I'm looking forward to this conversation. You're a renowned grief expert, and we're going to talk about grief. We're going to talk about your new podcast today, as well as a whole bunch of other subjects. The name of the new podcast is New Day. We appreciate your time. I wonder if you'd start, though, by maybe telling our audience a little bit about your background, how you became so involved in this work. It's admirable work, of course, especially in these times. And, um, you know, all of the the effort of, of helping others to, to navigate grief. 
Yeah. You know, it's funny whenever I hear someone refer to me as a renowned grief expert, I always flash to myself at 12 and like, this is not what I thought I was going to be when I grew up. <laughs> Does anyone? You know, um, uh, well, I don't think so. At 65, I'm not sure I can even remember 12s. <laughs> Um, unfortunately around that age, both of my parents both got cancer at the same time mm. and I'm an only child. So I kind of went through my adolescent and teen years with my parents in and out of hospitals. And my mom died when I was 18, a freshman in college. And my father died seven years later, um, when I was 25 and, you know, it was just a lot of grief and trauma and, you know, so much to walk into my early adult life with. And um, both of their deaths had been very different, which kind of had me just thinking a lot about end of life care. And I, my father was in hospice and we had a lovely experience and as lovely as you can in hospice. But um, the hospice team and the whole work that they did was really just beautiful. And when I came through a lot of my own mess, which going through those losses was messy. Uh, when I did come through it, I got my master's in clinical psychology and I knew right away that I wanted to work in death, dying, grief, hospice. My first job out of uh, grad school was in hospice as a grief counselor. I eventually opened a private practice in Los Angeles and um, I've written three books along the, right, the way. I'm working on several more at the moment, all about grief. <laughs> my, my kids are like, mom, more death grief books. <laughs> but you know, it's something that we all go through. There's no escaping grief in this lifetime, whether it's the grief of a person or something we lose, a career, a marriage, a friendship, a pet, you know, there's so much. So um, it's, it's, it's work that, that needs to be done all the time. Gosh, it's so it's wonderful to hear you comment about hospice. I can't say enough personally about hospice in my family's life to experience uh, all of hospice's care and just to hear in your voice the mm -hmm. the just the the gratitude that you have for for what they did. I I uh, I can relate. Yeah. Um, I didn't lose my mom or dad at at eighteen or. 25 respectively but but there's grief in in my family it affects us all as you say i wonder of course. yeah at that age at that young age as you were experiencing grief and and as i say i'm 65 do you think we we experience grief differently as we age uh, you know my thought is that with age perhaps come some experience sadly with with grief but maybe some understanding of grieving and life's losses and you you talk about generational trauma and that, i know it's not the same thing but but you you talk about that with billy lord and so i wonder if you talk a little bit about age related grief and if that's different yeah you know that's an interesting question i don't think i've been asked that before but i i think that there are elements of grief that we all experience that are pretty universal and yet i do think that grief is different as we age um, i think that as we age we have a better understanding of the impermanence of life and how often things change and shift and with any kind of change comes loss and with loss comes grief so i i think that as we move through life we we really do have more experience with it. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be prepared to lose someone we love at 65, you know, but um, I think we have a better understanding that this is kind of how life works. And at such a young age, and I work with a lot of people who are also went through loss in adolescence or early adulthood, and 
we just haven't had enough experience with it. And it's so shocking and it's so traumatic and it's so abrupt. Um, even when, you know, my parents were sick for a long time, I just didn't think they would actually die because I hadn't had experience with that. So I do, I do think it, I do think there's a difference. Well, the podcast is New Day. And it's wonderful. The artwork is beautiful, too. I really like it. It's from Lemonada Media. We've listened to a trailer, of course. Thank you for doing this. Um, and what led you to start the, the just this excellent new podcast new day? You know, I'm just always trying to open up places to have conversations that people are afraid to talk about, things that we are afraid to dive into um, for one reason or another, vulnerabilities, grief, loss, pain, trauma, generational trauma, um, how we overcome hardships, how we overcome, you know, those moments when the rug gets pulled out from underneath us unexpectedly. And I'm really interested in talking to all kinds of people about how they move through these things and, and what we can offer listeners who are perhaps going through similar things. So each week we offer really practical, useful questions, tools, resources that go along with each guest conversation. What what have you got planned for some of the new episodes coming up? Oh my gosh, so much. Um, you mentioned Billy Lord, which was a previous episode. Yeah. She's Carrie Fisher's daughter, mm-hmm. and we talked a lot about generational trauma. So there's some themes I keep coming back to. That's one of them. Um, I just did a really fun conversation with a relationship couples expert, um, thinking about how many of us have gone through some interesting dynamic shifts during the pandemic. Um, I have, I actually have a, a really fascinating upcoming interview that is partly with my my child who is identifying as non-binary and with um, a trans activist. So we have a big conversation around all of the trans movement and we brought my child into the conversation with us, which was really fascinating. Just talking about how parents can kind of understand what some of this is is about for our mm-hmm. adolescents that we're raising. My audience in particular, the, those of us who are over age 60, will perhaps take something different from from these stories. and. We really, many of us, I, I hear this routinely, you know, this this Hillary Clinton theme, it, it takes a village. I think it's something that we relate to. We're, you know, perhaps parenting our own children still. Uh, we're parenting our grandchildren in some ways as our children are, are working so hard during these, during especially during these times. Mm-hmm. I wonder how my audience of 60 plus people can, can help others through the grieving process, especially uh, when it comes to younger children and grandchildren. Absolutely. And we talk a lot about grief on New Day. It's just kind of what my life revolves around. And I seem to see a lot of grief in, in many things um, and experiences that we have. But I think that I just really think it's important for all of our generations to be connected. I feel like we're more disconnected than we've ever been. Younger people not having relationships with older people and vice versa. And I think that that, you know, that's really lacking in our culture uh, to a detriment. Um, And I think that there's so much to be gained on both sides of learning from each other, learning from the new generations and how they're growing. But we really need some wisdom from our elders, uh, especially around grief and loss. I think that what we're going through right now in our culture is something very new for these early younger generations. And yet there's elements that I think our older generations have experienced and can provide wisdom and and can explain to us a little bit about what it's like to sit in uncertain times, what it's like to really have to change and grow out of the ways that we thought we were living in the world. 
my dad was 57 when I was born and he had been born in 1920. He was um, a World War II vet. He, he was a POW. And I was always so grateful for just his much broader view of the world. Um, and in my 20s, you know, I just had this really small view of what life was about. And I kind of think I thought I knew a lot more than I did. And I was always appreciative of his kind of just wide expanse of looking back at history and, and how we've moved as a culture. I want to talk for just a moment about our sponsor, AARP, and welcome them to the show. You know, I love hosting the Not Old Better show. And now, for over six years, especially through the last two years, I feel very young at heart doing this alongside you all. And many of us in the Not Old Better Show audience, those of us over age 50, are facing issues together like affordable health care, lower prescription costs, and protecting Social Security and Medicare. Yes, AARP does all that and more for members, but importantly, as we age, AARP advocates for you and offers financial and job resources, fraud protection help, information on joining local volunteer groups. AARP is the largest advocacy group for people 50 plus. As an AARP member myself, I know how important their advocacy is. I'm in business for myself, as is my wife. Millions of us over the age 50 are in business for ourselves today. And AARP has a great member resource for building workplace and entrepreneurial skills on their aarp.org website. If you're looking for a job, the job board at aarp.org is deep, well-connected, and an amazing benefit. Did you think that AARP was just for old people? No way. Have you rethought your definition of being old? Absolutely. All these membership benefits come at very little cost. Again, yes, as an AARP member, you get access to wonderful discount programs. Personally, Gretchen and I use AARP's vision plan for exams, contacts, all the benefits you want, but the financial and job resources, the advocacy, and self paced classes, certificate programs, and other marketable skills from MindEdge Learning are the benefits you need because AARP knows you have a lot of good years ahead. Try the benefits for yourself. Go to aarp.org nob to join for just $12 for your first year with automatic renewal. You'll get a second membership for free plus AARP the magazine and a free gift. That's aarp.org slash N-O-B. All of this is going to be in the show notes. We are with Claire Bidwell-Smith. Claire Bidwell-Smith is host of the new podcast from Lemonada Media titled New Day. Claire Bidwell-Smith, I'm going to say it again. You are renowned for this, really. My research of you just is is glowing, and you've done such wonderful things written for the New York Times, Scientific American, some serious stuff, mm-hmm. and, uh, and some really great work. So... Um, Thank you for all of the the hard work. I want to talk about something that that I read about you, and you do talk about this and write about it, and and it sounds like it's a it's a pursuit, and that is this idea of balance, and it's mm-hmm. how essential it is in all stages of life. How should we think about balance and redefine it, perhaps, to fit? today's world of grief and and all the challenges that we're facing? It's a great question. I think balance is really important. And I think that we fall off balance and out of balance very easily, um, emotionally, physically, um, culturally. And so I think just checking in frequently to see what is in balance in your life and what's not. And, you know, 
really thinking about how it doesn't mean that we have to stop grieving. You know, if you're going to think about grief, it's not that we have to do less grieving, but maybe we need to add some joy to our lives at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, I never want to take away from someone's experience of, you know, processing what they're going through, especially in challenging times. But I do think that we can add in joy, pleasure, gratitude, um, you know, moments of inspiration alongside, you know, grief and anguish and pain. And that when we can do that, there is a balance there. I like that. Add a little joy too. Mm. Uh, we're going to put links up to where our audience can find out more about Claire Bidwell-Smith, in particular her new podcast, New Day. I uh, I know for my research of you that, that uh, social media is uh, part of your life, my life, all of our lives these days. What do you think about social media and, and any relief it can offer during the grieving process? Should we just... Should we just embrace it, avoid it? Should we start to, you know, just announce our grief there? Because that that is kind of what social media seems to be, is this big mega megaphone and, mm-hmm. and big way for us to shout? I think that's a great question. You know, I think it depends on people's personality. I think that social media can be wonderful for some people. It can really lend itself to community and connection, a place to talk about what they're feeling, have their feelings validated and get advice, like all kinds of things. And But then there are some people who, who feel private and who do, don't want to share the things that they're going through, but they may feel pressure to because everyone's on social media. And so I think really, you know, asking yourself what feels good and not caving into pressure to necessarily post about things. But if it does feel like something that's going to be helpful. Absolutely. There are so many incredible resources. There's an incredible grief community on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, There are so many clinicians and, and just very different walks of life who are there to provide resources and community around grief. And I think that when we're grieving, it can often be very lonely. Um, we can feel like we're the only person going through it. And sometimes it can be hard to relate to people in our lives who, you know, are regular people, but in, regularly in our lives, but aren't going through grief. And so finding others who know what you're feeling and really understand what you're going through can just really be helpful. Well, I mentioned your writing, uh, certainly the New York Times, Scientific America, uh, the Washington Post, and among the books that you've written is a book titled Anxiety, The Missing Stage of Grief. When I think about the stages of grieving and grief, anger is the one that jumps out to me, but maybe anxiety is harder on us. Maybe, please tell us a little bit about, maybe tell us a little bit about the book and, and particular that stage, why it's, why it's missing amongst all the rest of the lists. Yeah, it was something I was really seeing a lot in my private practice as a grief therapist and also something I experienced when I was going through the grief around my parents' um, anxiety. But the five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And when we're grieving, I think we look for guideposts. We look for ways to move through this incredibly difficult process. And sometimes when we see those five stages, I love Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and I'm so grateful to her for pioneering the, the grief movement. But I think sometimes we feel like we're supposed to fit into those those five stages or those little categories. And we don't always. Grief is very fluid. It's not linear. Um, we can experience all of those and more. We can experience only a couple of them. We get stuck in some. Um, the anxiety comes from a couple of different places. I think 
think it comes from not processing grief. We try to push through it. We try to go back to work or back to our families or just back to life in general. And then that's when the anxiety will often bubble up. But we also experience anxiety after a loss because it's so startling to go through a really significant loss. Um, We know that life is not certain, but just in even thinking about when we went through the pandemic, you know, we were all kind of going along as a world and and then all of a sudden the rug was swept out from underneath all of us. And I think we all had to really take a moment to find our bearings again. And going through the loss of a loved one is like that too. Um, it can be very disorienting, uh, which can cause a lot of anxiety. So I have a lot of practical tools and tips and things for moving through that in the book. Yeah, good. It- and as I say, we're going to put links up to where our audience can find out more information about you and your books. But I wonder if maybe you touch on uh, a little bit of the grieving process, maybe give our audience some some hope, perhaps some tips, uh, especially post-COVID. How, how do we start anew at this point and, and lead a more filling life, one that uh, we can come to grips with grief and deal with it, um, but maybe... Uh, put it behind us in ways that are positive and um, maybe not ignore it, but uh, put it, put it behind us as, as uh, we can. Yeah. I mean, grief is not a terrible thing. Mm -hmm. It can be very sad and very scary and very big, but it can also be very transformative. We can open ourselves up to the world in ways that we didn't even know were possible. We can really um, begin to seek more meaning in our lives. We can appreciate our lives. We can, you know, find new relationships and new depths of relationships when we're going through grief. And there's a lot there, I think, to be to be learned from and to be appreciated. Um, I think that one of the things that's important when we're grieving or when we're coming through it is to practice some mindfulness and being present. When we're grieving, we're thinking a lot about the past, what life used to be like, and we're thinking a lot about the future, what what it's going to look like now, that it's different. And just bringing our awareness to the present moment, being right here in this time and not thinking too much into those two other spaces can just be really helpful. And lastly, just seeking that balance, you know, letting yourself grieve, but also letting yourself grow. The show is titled New Day. Claire Bidwell-Smith's been our guest. We will put up links to Claire Bidwell-Smith's website. I found the website very helpful. You have a certificate, a certification program available on the website. You want to tell our audience a little bit about that? Because I thought that was very, that was unique. In, in all of the websites that I visit, I, I don't find that often where um, there's that kind of depth and um just readiness to prepare us to kind of deal with this professionally. And and these are professional certifications, I might add. Is that right? That's right. It's a certification in grief training. And, um, you know, I mean, we've seen in the last couple of years that we were not prepared for the amount of grief and loss that we encountered as a world and as a country. And so I've been trying to do my best to really bolster and support the mental health professional community and, and provide as much grief resources as possible. And now I'm offering this certification in grief where if you are a clinician or a counselor or a coach or even a teacher, um, you can do this certification with me and just really deepen your understanding about grief and how to work with people when they're going through it. It's a wonderful resource. Claire Bidwell-Smith's been our guest. Again, we'll put links up to where you can find Claire Bidwell-Smith on Instagram, find her podcast, New Day. 
get her books and learn more about everything that we've talked about today. But Claire Bidwell-Smith, my best to you and your family. Hope uh, all continues to go well. And really, my hat's off to you. Congrats on the new podcast, New Day. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you for creating the space that you are with these conversations. Well, thank you. My thanks to AARP for sponsoring today's show. Please check out AARP in our show notes today. My thanks as well to Lemonada Media for their support of the show. And my thanks to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience here on radio and podcasts everywhere. For more information and details, please check out our website and our show notes today at notold-better.com. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week.